If you're ready to blast through, defy the odds, and be the 1%, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The 1% Life with Joni Dillon, where you will learn how to master your mind, elevate your sales, and live the 1% life. Stars, Joni Dillon here, peak performance coach and sales strategist with an incredibly fascinating topic for you today. And it is called change your identity and change your results. First of all, I hope you all enjoyed last week's Mindset Monday call. If you have not heard it yet, then certainly go back and listen to it now. And make sure you subscribe as well so that you can get future um, audios um, and soon-to-be podcasts. Yes, I will be launching a podcast the first of the year. And while it totally freaks me out, the idea of that commitment, the idea of the work and you know the judgment that surrounds it, I'm here to serve you all on a higher level. And I'm only able to do that when I put myself out there in a bigger way. So I guess I just did that. Yikes. Anyhow, let's go forward. My question for you today is, have you created the results you want this month yet? And what I'm about to say today is going to completely flip what you know about creating results, achieving your goals, hitting your desired outcomes, the results in your life. You'll actually understand why you are and for many of you, why you are not. And while this audio series or perhaps soon to be podcast, actually, let's just throw out that word perhaps. That is such a lack of commitment word. While this soon to be podcast is about this overly used word of, let's call it mindset, creating the results you want has absolutely nothing to do with that. Yeah, you heard me correctly. So here's the thing. If having an empowered mindset was all it took to be the 1%, then simply saying, I'm going to have a kick-ass selling month would get you there, right? You'd make $50,000 or even more if that's all it took. Wrong. So here's what happens. When you say, I'm going to change my mindset and thereby change my results, it doesn't work that way. That's an analytical thought. So research has demonstrated that 95% of all habits and everything we do is subconsciously driven, which is right-brained. Right? We have a conscious side of our brain. Many of you have heard me talk about this, especially if you are in my Facebook group um, or part of any of my courses or coach with me. You've heard me talk about this a lot. So there's subconscious thought and there's unconscious or conscious thought, excuse me. And 95% of all habits, everything we do is subconsciously driven. And that's right brain. So we use the 5% of the left brain saying, all right, Joni, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to go work out so I feel great before I go into work in the morning and work on dialing in different pieces of my sales presentation once I get there. But when it comes to habits and subconscious identity, the identity, your identity may say, 
No, you're not going to get up early. You need that extra hour of sleep and you never work out. So what makes you think you're going to do that now? So we use the smallest part of our brain to try and change our habits at a core level in order to change our results. And it doesn't work that way. Most of us try to work backwards. We work from the outside in rather than what we really need to be doing, which is working from the inside out. And that's why changing your mindset doesn't work. And we find ourselves right back in the old patterns just a few days later. So I want you to think about uh, New Year's Eve or New New Year's. New Year's is coming. Uh, Well, depending on when you listen to this, I suppose. Uh, But you can look at it as a new month is coming. And for many of us, when a new month, a new quarter, a new year, a new birth year even approaches, we set new goals, maybe even new habits in order to achieve those goals. And guess how long they often last? That's right. Have you ever thought, okay, you're gonna, I'm going to lose this weight or I'm going to go to the gym every single day at the beginning of the year. And what happens? It lasts about two weeks if you're lucky. Oftentimes it's much less. So there's a reason that that's happening and it's because of how we are trying to create change, create a new habit is consciously driven as opposed to creating that level on an, in an, on, in an unconscious way, in an unconscious level. We're going to talk about that today. So you may be wondering, um, Joni, why do you preach mindset so much then? And the truth is that while I, yes, I do do that. I also believe at a core level that changing your mindset needs to happen, but it needs to happen at a core level, at a very deep level, an identity level for real change to occur. And that's the bottom line. So I want you to just look back on your day today. As you look back on your day, I just want you to kind of run that movie through your head. And as you're running that movie through your head, maybe it went your way and maybe it didn't. You did and creating, created everything today that you're capable of. Nothing more, nothing less. Had you been capable of more, you would have done more. Your tour went the way it did because that's all you knew. So there's a premise that I live by that really helps me to understand why people are creating the results in their life that they are creating, and that is everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have available. So everyone is doing the best they can with the resources they have available. And if you're like most people, You've probably beat yourself, beat your head against the wall wondering, why has it been so hard to change certain behaviors or to create certain results in your life? And why you end up going back into your old, let's just call it a rut, when you try so hard to do things differently in the past, right? So if change has been hard for you in any way, the reason is, Clearly, because you've been approaching change in the way that your brain, that you have not been approaching change in the way that your brain allows change to happen, 
okay? Your brain is powerful. Your mind is so powerful. Your unconscious mind is that which controls your uh, autonomous, uh, what do they call that? Uh, totally spacing on the word. Um, your autonomic functions in your body, your heart beating, your breath coming in and going out, all of these things are controlled by actually your unconscious mind, that part of your mind that we don't think about, like right now. And your brain is so powerful that because it can do all of these things that I said, it can also create change for you. So then why the battle? Why do we battle change to, in order to create the results that we desire? Why are we often battling ourselves? So your brain only changes behaviors in specific ways, and your brain only does what you have programmed it to do. Everything you do has been programmed, conditioned completely, and mostly acted upon due to unconscious programming. That's the 95% of your brain that you know, creates habit, allows habit to, um, to be acted upon. It's all unconscious programming. And, you know, as I just mentioned, habits happen at an unconscious level. They also form at an unconscious level, yet most people try to form them consciously. Again, just simply saying, I want to go to the gym every single day. Mm, a week later, hashtag fail, right? Because you're creating, you're just attempting to create change at a conscious level, at a conscious level. And so the biggest mistake that people are making, again, I'm saying this in every way possible so that it really seeps in at a core level, is the biggest mistake that almost everyone makes is that they try to force change. They try to force change. Your brain cannot be forced to create change. Change must be allowed. If it's to be permanent, it must be allowed. So maybe you can remember a moment that you were trying to remember someone's name. And the more you tried, the greater you failed. It was like felt impossible. And that's the force forcing of you to make change, the forcing of you to remember something. When you simply let go, do you remember how easy it was for you to remember that name? That's exactly what happens with change. So here's the thing. People will only do what they are. People will only do what they are. So let's look at smokers, for example. Smokers smoke because they are smokers. <laughs> Non-smokers do not smoke because they are non-smokers. If you do not smoke, you did not wake up in the morning and say, uh, Joni, Let's go have a smoke. I don't smoke, so I'm not waking up. It is not part of my paradigm. It is not part of my conscious or unconscious thought. And in the same way, top producers, the top 1% produce because they're top producers. They are, at a core level, the top 1%. And low producers do so because they're low producers. That's their identity. Anything more would be incongruent and at an, at an unconscious level, rather, to who they believe they are. At an unconscious level, identity is unconscious. We really don't think about this very often. And 
when we consciously want to achieve something, the, re- the matter of the truth is of the matter is is that our unconscious beliefs of our identity will often resist. Everything is mental, and it will resist if it is not congruent with who we truly believe we are at an unconscious level. So, permanent change comes down to just four things. And we're going to explore these four things much deeper on future, um, let's just call them podcasts and future podcasts or audios to come, Mindset Mondays to come. And these four things are identity, belief, self-talk, and then behavior. Identity, belief, self-talk, and behavior. And what I want you to do right now is to think of it like layers of an onion. Just imagine an onion. These Four things that are directly correlated to change, to permanent change, run from inner to outer layer. See, most people start at the wrong layer. Most people try to change their behavior, and that's ineffective. That's ineffective. If you've ever started anything only to quit two weeks later, as we mentioned earlier, as I talked about before, you know what I mean. The only way to create long-term change is to change your identity. When you change your identity, everything else changes automatically. So it's the way your brain works. And once you change your identity, who you are at an unconscious level, you change your results. And it's now easy to be that. It's now easy to be that. So you may have heard of a concept called... Be, do, have. Be, do, have. And I believe it was a concept that perhaps, eh, probably not, but I think it originated from um, this landmark forum. Some of you have heard of landmark, others of you have not, and that's okay. I've personally not done it, but I've heard that this concept originates originated from there. And it's the concept of be, do, have. So before I get to explaining be, do, have, let's start with where most people begin. And that's have, do, be. Before I can do something, I must have something. Before I can sell a deal, I need to have more tours. Right? Have, do, be. And then only can I be a top sales rep for this month. Before I can sell a deal, I need to have more tours. So I need to have more tours, excuse me, have, do, before I can sell a deal, and then I can be top rep, or I can be successful, right? Have, do, be. So this is really what this comes down to. Now, I'm going to get to how I really, well, how you will really want to be thinking going forward in order to create change at a deep level and to change your identity so you can change your results. There's a concept called logical level. And it's a psychological model that was created back in 19, like, I don't know, 1957 or something. Now, for everyone listening to this, I want you to imagine a triangle. Just imagine a triangle now in your mind's eye. And at the bottom of the triangle is what we call identity. And one rung up, right? Just divide that triangle into little, you know, slices. One rung up, and then it's beliefs. One rung higher, is capabilities, one rung higher, is behavior. And the very last rung at the top is environment. And that's the external world around us, right? So what, pe- what happens is that people try to change their behavior, but their behavior 
which is the do, the do, is driven by their capabilities, their beliefs below that, and their identity. So they try to change their behavior, but their behavior is driven by their capabilities, their beliefs below that, and their identity, who they believe at an unconscious level they really are. So no matter how many times, no matter how many times we try to change our behavior, that is not consistent with our identity, and therefore we often self-sabotage. We attempt and we fail. Perhaps you can relate. So rather than changing our mindset, we need to change our neurological programming because what, because we do what we are. I'm going to say that again. Rather than changing our mindset, we need to change our neurological programming because we will only do what we are. We can only do what we are. That's all we know. So think about that book, and maybe you've heard me talk about it before. There's a book called Think and Grow Rich. And if you have not read it, I highly encourage you to do so. It was written a long time ago by Napoleon Hill and has some interesting language in it, but it is certainly worth the read. When you think about this book, and many of you have read this book, so as you recall it now, why do you think that if simply thinking positive mindset would allow you to grow rich, right? If reading the book is not allowing all these people out there to grow rich, then what is the problem? Again, we do what we are. And if in our identity, we are actually poor in our physical environment, which is the top of the pyramid, right? Our environment. You know, for example, you look at your bank account, you log into your Bank of America or whoever, whatever account, and you consistently see there is a lack of resources, a lack of funds, let's just call it, no money or very little. What do you do? You kind of either know that that's a typical scenario for you. You beat yourself up over it. Why am I in this situation again? How did I let myself get here? What do I need to do to change this? What can I do at work to be able to you know, attract more sales? What can I do? What can I do? However, who am I? However, I'm going to give you a question to ask yourself because almost nobody asks themselves this. And that question is, who am I the person that created that in the first place? Who am I the person that created that lack of money in the first place? Who am I the person that created a horribly shitty selling sales month? Right? Excuse my language. And that's where people almost never go, is to that identity level, which is the critical level, a critical level to create change. If you don't change who you are at an identity level, you will not change your results. So again, the have-do-be model, which most of us, let's call it for what it is, I believe it's 99% of the people out there, which is why, okay, 1% to 2% have true wealth, 1% have true wealth. If I had more money, then I could do more things, and then I could be successful. That's a broken model. We have to start with be, do, have. Who am I being that will affect my doing, that will affect my outcome? 
Who am I being that will affect my doing, that will affect my outcome? Most people think they have to do things, but your doing is only effective as your being doing the doing. I want you to make sure you understood that. Your doing is only effective as your being doing the doing. When we create change, most of us go out and start with the doing as opposed to who am I being? Who am I being that will affect my doing, that will affect my outcome? And I'm going to give you in just a moment, I'm going to give you the exact strategy or the exact methodology to actually go about creating this change from the inside out. We have to be what we want to create because who we are being and how we are being will affect how we do and how we do will affect how we have, which is the outcome or our results. Great selling month or not. And the being always goes back to characteristics and identity, which is the place that most people never start. Again, you can do things all day long, but the end result is going to be your identity, not your doing. I hope this makes sense. Have you ever noticed (laughs) that the people who need the most money have the least? This is an interesting concept I'm going to explain to you right now. Money doesn't go to people who work the hardest. Money doesn't go to effort. You may have heard your parents growing up saying, you got to work hard for your money. Work hard for your money. I have clients who prior to coming to me worked their butts off to get the money that they had in order to create. They fought so hard upstream, up battle to to attract that sale, to get that money, to create the month they wanted. Money doesn't go to effort. Money goes to conscious vibration, conscious vibration. You have to be that identity that vibrates money. And growing up this way myself, seeing my parents working very hard, seeing my, you know, everyone in my family from uncles and aunts to my parents coming to this country as immigrants from India with $20 in my father's pocket and left my mom back in India with my sister who was a year old at the time. And he worked hard. And of course he needed to work. He went to school, got his PhD. He, you know, he did all the things that he needed to do. Yet it was ingrained in him at an identity level. That successful people bust their butts. They are a slave to their money. They are a slave to earning, to, to, to their jobs, to their careers, to work in order to be successful. And it didn't hit me right away. Of course, I was ingrained with that. That was an unconscious belief that I had from growing up. And perhaps my father, it, wasn't, it was passed down from my grandfather, who was a farmer and worked extremely hard as well. And of course, hard work, you know, you got to work. You've got to work to eat. Yet, it doesn't have to be that hard. What I've trained myself to believe, and I'd like to encourage you to believe, is that money is a conscious vibration that you are a money magnet, that your thoughts are magnetic. What you focus on, you attract into existence. See, I had a different belief as a sales rep, um, selling timeshare sales. I had a different belief, and that belief was, I can live an incredible life, and I am going to live an incredible life. 
and I'm going to be one of the best in the industry. And I'm not going to slave my butt trying to get there. I'm going to work. I'm a hard worker at the at a core level. That's part of my identity for sure. Yet I'm also going to enjoy my life. So what did this mean? What this meant was whereas I saw other peers around me working Gosh, maybe taking off a few days to at the most a week a year on occasion, you'd see a top rep taking two weeks, but does that really happen? No. I took a minimum of 12 to 16 weeks off every single year without fail. And the reason why is I always believed that me being on vacation was going to create a greater flow of abundance for me that I did not have to be there in order to create. I didn't have to be there 20 or 25 days, whatever it is a month in order to create a 300, $400,000 month or two, whatever, whatever that month was. I didn't have to be there to create that. Of course, you got to be there at some point to sell and make money. But what I believed was I could be there for two weeks of the month and I could still hit top level. That I could be there for 10 days and I strategically did this. There's a process to my madness. <laughs> I don't call it madness. I think it's just creating what you want, the lifestyle you want in life. You know, and I, I teach my, my, um, my one-on-one coaching students how to do this. I had one of my students went from really never taking a vacation at all to uh, last year she took eight or 10 weeks off and was number one in her entire sales site for the first time in 11 years. Wait, more vacation, more travel, number one for the first time, beating someone who had won 11 years in a row, making doubling her income from the year prior. It's an incredible thing when you change your mindset. Believe that you're a money magnet and that your thoughts are magnetic. Now, this can work for you or against you. So you need to believe that money is everywhere, that the world is full of money. And if money is not flowing to you, guess what? You're the only one through your consciousness that is stopping it from coming to you. And I take this belief on myself. It doesn't happen to me anymore because I believe money flows to me abundantly, easily, and effortlessly. So what I had to do, because there were periods in my, time, in my life, um, after college, um, even grad school, before I entered this industry, that money didn't flow. I worked my butt off. I had three jobs. I had a business. I, had, I worked for Adidas as a, you know, as a merchandise coordinator. I had all this stuff going, and it was like, oh, my God, I hadn't shifted my identity at a core level yet to create one of abundance. Right? to create a lifestyle and an identity at a core level of who I wanted to be, who am I that person, remember that question, that was creating those results. So I had to move from an identity of struggle to one who attracts money easily and effortlessly and abundantly. There's a quote there's a quote uh, by James Allen who wrote, as a, um, as a Man Thinketh, you may have heard of it. It's a book called As a Man Thinketh. And here's the quote. Mind is a master power that molds and makes. My, man, <laughs> let me start over. Mind is a master power that molds and makes. Man is mind and never more he takes. He thinks in secret and it comes to pass that his environment is just his looking glass. So if you want to know what you think subconsciously and how it's affecting your results in life. Look at your environment. And that's what this quote is saying. 
look at your environment. Your environment is a direct reflection of you. How much money do you have in the bank right now? What is the status of your debt? Do you have it? Do you not? And debt is not necessarily a bad thing. So take that with, with, with caution because many people choose to leverage debt in a good way. But if it's not positive for you, perhaps there's something there. How was your sales performance? How was last month? How was this month? How was your year? How was your relationship or marriage? Your life is a reflection of you. It is an exact reflection of you. And I may be smacking some of you across the face right now. And quite frankly, it, it's to your benefit. It's a reflection of the being that you are, which is your identity. So how do you change this identity if it's not serving you, right? That's the question. If your identity right now is not who you want to be, and you know that simply thinking your way to success is not going to get you there, how do we change your identity at a core level? That's what I'm going to explain to you right now. So what I want you to do, what I want you to do is to begin, begin today working from a different model. One of be, do, have. As opposed to feeling that you have to have first before you can do the right actions or activities to then be what you want to be, successful, a top sales rep. Let's flip that. Let's just flip that right now. And let's make that be, do, have. So what I want you to do is I want you to, to look at and just write this down, these questions. Who would I be? Who would I be? Write this down. What would I do? And how would I feel if I already had blank? I'll repeat that. Who would I be? What would I do? And how would I feel if I already had blank? Maybe your blank is if I already um, was a top performer, if I already was the top 1%, if I already hit top level bonus if consistently every single month. You work from that formula and that becomes a laser guided system for you. A laser guided system for you. You work from where you want to be as opposed to where you are now. When you work backwards as opposed to how most people work, here's where I'm at and here's where I want to be, that's flawed. Let's flip that system right now and work backwards. Who would I be? What would I do? And how would I feel if I already had blank? Now what I want you to do is get really clear on what does that look like for you? Who is that person? Who in your life around you that you know, do you admire and would you want to be at an identity level? Not you stay at true to who you are, but at an identity level to create the results that they're creating. What does that person look like perhaps when they are pitching? What does that person sound like when they are working with a tour, a guest, a sales prospect. What does that person behave like inside work and outside work? What is their health like? 
What are their thoughts like? What are they listening to? What are they not listening to? Are they tuning out the banter and the office office banter? Are they plugging in their something into their minds that is more positive? Are they listening to my developing the mindset audio series? Hopefully, um, you know, are they listening to some Tony Robbins audio? What is it that they're doing, and who are they being? Who are they being? So, who would you need to be? And then once you figure out who would you need to be by really getting clear on that person, that individual, what are they doing to be that person? What are they doing to be that identity? Observe their behavior, okay? And really get clear on what those behaviors are. Have conversations with them. Observe them from close or from far away. Find out from other people what they do. You know, one of the things that I always did was I always try to surround my, and still do, try to surround myself with people who are bigger than me, smarter than me, more accomplished than me. I want to be the dumbest person in the room. And I say that with all due respect to myself. If I'm in a, the smartest person in a room, I am in the wrong freaking room. That's the truth. So, Find out about that person by talking to them, taking them out to lunch, interviewing them casually or formally. You know, hey, I want to learn from you. You're the best here. What do you do? What do you do outside work? What makes you the best? Did you start this way? Or how did you get here? What do they truly believe about money? Something that nobody really thinks about. You cannot be that person who makes a multiple six-figure-a-year income if you are not that person at your core. If you believe that money is hard to come by, that it, it's money is evil, you may be taught this and you didn't even know this. You may be, have picked up on others' beliefs. You're carrying other people's beliefs, perhaps. And if you're not, good for you, but many of us are. And it's not to the fault of our parents or grandparents. They were only doing the best that they could with the resources they had available. But get clear on who this person is and and how you would feel when you are that identity. How would you feel when you are that identity? And how would you be again to create that feeling? You work from this model forward. And you can create an amazing life. You will be, if you're not already, the top 1%. You will be number one. See this every day. Visualize it. Do this before you go into work. Do it before you go to bed because your subconscious mind is thinking about dreaming about pondering on that which you put in it right before you sleep. So stop watching the news. Stop listening to annoying reality trashy TV that's doing you no good. Stop arguing with your significant other or your kids, perhaps. Put some real substance into your brain. Create that identity at a core level and create the results that you truly desire. Well, I hope that resonated with you all today. Uh, I really enjoyed this session. 
and hope that you do too. And the way that you can show me that you enjoyed this and want me to continue doing this for you and actually launch this podcast the first of the year that is sales and mindset related, let me know. And you can let me know by sharing this with other people, by currently subscribing on SoundCloud, and if you're getting this later, subscribing on iTunes, and um, you know, interacting with me in our Facebook group and uh, on my blog, sending me an email. And you can find me. I'm all over Facebook. <laughs> Joni Dillon, Peak Performance Coach and uh, Sales Strategist. Get out there, you guys, and create an absolutely incredible day. Be unstoppable. You truly deserve it. Peace. If you enjoyed today's episode of The 1% Life, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And make sure to share it with your friends. We'll catch you next time.